Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, we were just talking about the Browns' offensive issues, their DVOA and the quarterback problems that they may have. Uh, or maybe they don't. I mean, again, I like Deshaun Watson as a player. Maybe not so much off the field stuff, but uh, sure. I don't know that he can regain what he once was. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know. So I'm looking at um, the Steelers here. So last year, again, I'm going to go back to DVOA. They finished 18th in total offensive DVOA. This Purple Football Outsiders. In okay. 14th and weighted offensive DVOA over the course of the entire season. Yeah. But if you look at the offensive DVOA from week 10 on, the Steelers were 10th in offensive DVOA in the league. Interesting. Um, yeah. You know, so, you know, it, when you start talking about, well, you know, is this Steelers offense gonna, going to be better in, in 2023 than it was last year? You look at it and go, well, they still only averaged 18.1 points per game, and it was – it was 14 points going into that. They were averaging 14 points a game going into that week 10 game. And it ended up, that, you know, over those final seven games, they ended up averaging right around 21 points a game. So full touchdown better. Which huge progress, obviously. Which is huge progress. I mean, if they made that kind of jump this year, you'd be like, oh, you'd be ecstatic. Now, I don't expect that. Right. I mean, that's two huge jumps. I mean, that's yeah. rare in this league. The, the difference here for the Steelers last year is while they were that high in, in overall DVOA offensively, they were 24th in red zone touchdown percentage last year at 51.9%. Yep, yep, yep. But they were 16th in total red zone trips. Interesting. Okay. They had 52 red zone trips, which is league average, basically, at 16. So if you, if you get the league average in terms of the 16th best team – in terms of touchdown scoring percentage last year, was at 55.6%. So all they need to do is improve their their red zone percentage by 5%, basically, 4%, really. And you're, you're you know, middle of the pack in terms of scoring there. Add in the fact that they missed a league-high 10 field goals last year. Yeah, we talk about that a lot, and that's doubtful to happen again yeah if it's if you knock that down if you cut that in half which is certainly doable chris boswell over the course of his career is about a 90 percent kicker he missed eight field goals last year yeah the other two they got the other guys they brought in missed two more okay like so if if that happens you're going to score more points than you did a year ago the fact that you're getting to the red zone is promising um, I always talk about EPA and you mentioned where they were at. I just want to go back two or three minutes. 
you mentioned from week 10 on, they were what? Offense was 10th in DVOA? Yeah. In EPA, they were fourth, only behind Kansas City, the Lions, and the Niners. You know I mean? Like, so any, any way you cut it, it was really, it was quite good. You know I mean? And is that sustainable? They can be a top five offense? I doubt it, to be very honest with you. Um, I think we're, I, I wrote an article this week basically recapping Kenny Pickett's rookie year. And there's some bad, you know, but their red zone passing was near the top of the list of problem areas, which folks, every rookie quarterback has it. Trevor Lawrence of the year before, blah, 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 blah. But I kind of dug up an interesting nugget too, because I didn't realize they made that many red zone trips until you just said it. But Kenny only threw 47 passes in the red zone. 19 quarterbacks had more pass attempts in the red zone and remember how injured the league was last year right right kenny had 47 pat mahomes led the league and threw 119 passes in the red zone <laughs> now they had a lot more red zone trips you know they were I they were they probably led the league in red zone trips but kenny's touchdown numbers when you only throw 47 passes in the red zone aren't going to be high. And they really had a hard time scoring from without outside the red zone this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, it, it, opportunities for him to pad his passing stats, as you might think, I mean, 47 passing attempts in the red zone. Yeah. I'm just looking at it here. Now the chiefs had led the NFL with 72 red zone trips. Okay. That doesn't shock me at all. They were 50. If they had a 69.4 red zone touchdown percentage. Okay. So, okay. I mean, you know, that's, you're not going to get to that. Right, right, but, right. But if you can get, you know, so, for example, Denver was dead last with 36. As I mentioned, the Steelers had 52. So they were right in the middle, basically, at 52 between, you know, 16 more than Denver, 16 less than Kansas City. Yeah, um, yeah. But, again, so if you get to, uh, you know, that mid-range, you know, you keep your – you should be better offensively this year. If you can get that red zone percentage up to, I, I don't know, if you can get 60 trips inside the red zone. And I say 60, 60 is a lot. 60 is a lot. There were only five offenses last year had 60 or more. So I'm harping on Kenny a lot with this because it's fresh on my mind. It's what I just wrote about. So the team had 52 red zone appearances. Now, he wasn't the quarterback on all 52, of course. Right. Right. But he still only threw 47 passes in those 52 attempts. And I get it because he frankly was very bad at it. I mean, he only completed 43% of his passes from 20 yards and in. And he also only completed 43 of his passes from 10 and in. But that still was only on 47 pass attempts. Now, he almost has to get better there. You know, I mean, if he can get to a 55% completion percentage in the red zone, where it's harder to complete passes, then that's going to result in a lot more points per game. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. And what do you think he's working on right now? You know, I mean, he knows he wasn't great in the red zone. Yeah. And the Steelers know he wasn't great in the red zone. So you go get Washington and Robinson, who are red zone guys. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Big guys. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, so people might, for just for, for comparison's sakes, Patrick Mahomes, when you're talking about the 50% completion percentage, Patrick Mahomes inside the 20 last year in his 123 attempts. I bet it's ridiculous. Completed 59% of his 59.3% okay. of his passes. It's much more difficult down there. 
Yeah, and he was miraculous, and he had Kelsey, and some of them, I'm not giving Pat Mahomes a hard time, but anyone that plays fantasy knows he has five touchdowns a year on shovel passes that you and I could complete. Yeah, right. That he gets credit for, you know what I mean? Like, they count as receptions and touchdown throws, you know? So some of the other guys who, some of the guys who actually, I'm, I'm only going to use the guys who threw 40 or more passes. No Andy doubt. Andy Dalton was at 65 point, almost 66%. Wow. Inside the red zone. He had 11 touchdowns and one interception down there. Now, remember when we talked about the Saints the other day, uh, Juwan Johnson had seven touchdown catches. Their hmm. tight end. Yeah, yeah. Dak Prescott, 65.3% completion percentage down there. 32 of 49. What did they use? Tight end. Dalton Schultz had a bunch of touchdowns. Yeah. C.D. Lambs will go up and get a guy, too. You yeah. Know. Uh, Daniel Jones was at 63.4% completion percentage in the red zone. Hmm. He, had six, uh, he had 12 touchdowns on 41 attempts. Hmm. That one doesn't add up to me considering his receivers, but good for Daniel. You know? Yeah, good for him. Tua, yeah. Tua was uh, 63%. So over 60 is really good. Yeah. Kirk Cousins was the only other. Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo, the only other two quarterbacks who were over 60%. Aaron Rodgers was right at 60. Okay. So, yeah, I mean. If you're a 60% passer in today's NFL for every one of your snaps, that's frowned upon. That used to be, wow, that guy's completing more than he misses. Well, in the red zone, it's a much different animal. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt about it. So for okay, so like Justin Herbert, he had 20 touchdown passes in the red zone. He completed 58 percent of his passes. Hmm. Joe Burrow had 24 touchdown passes in the red zone. He had he had he completed 58.7 percent of his passes. So if you can get down, you know, and getting it, Josh Allen's at 53.5 percent. Wow. Okay. So, so again, if he can get that number up, which I think it only is going to go up. Now, yeah. is he going to lead the league? Is he going to be the most efficient red zone guy? Probably not. He's a second year quarterback. You know, I mean that that's where they all struggle. Lawrence again was terrible in his rookie year that way, and or even early last year. So I think obviously the Steelers understand this. Pick, Pickett understands that, and their draft season moves have told us the exact same thing accordingly. Now, the other thing that I dug into with this picket stuff, which is more of a Steelers offense thing, is they only scored two touchdowns all year from outside the red zone. Yeah. yeah. Only two offenses since 2000 have been worse in that regard. Now, is explosive plays a problem? Yes, clearly. But they're not going to be worse. They're not going to score zero from outside 20. <laughs> They're not going to score one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You look at the well, no, and all that yeah, stuff, too. I can remember I mean, you were talking about, I can remember writing about, the, you know, week 11 last year, they still didn't have a touchdown from outside the 20. Yeah, right, was, right. It, it, was, it, was a, it was a big issue in the first half of the season. I go uh, back to the, you know, again, you're playing a rookie quarterback for a lot of those games and another quarterback who was new to the system. You had a rookie wide receiver still getting his feet wet. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they were still trying to figure out what they wanted to be. Yeah. Well, now they know what they want to be. Right. Exactly. They figured things out. And so I, I I expect that to be better. I do too. 
So again, a lot of these numbers are disturbing. I even wrote those words in my article. Folks, this is some disturbing stuff. But if you look at it two ways is obviously this is a problem. Obviously, they know it's a problem and it probably has nowhere to go but up. But this is a crazy bad number, frankly. The, the Steelers touchdown only averaged 6.8 yards away from the goal line. So their scores averaged 6.8 yards. No team over the last 30 years have averaged fewer. Like, that's kind of crazy. You know, like their average touchdown was less than seven yards away from the goal line for the whole year. That's the lowest number in 30 years. Like, it's not going to be – they're not going to do it again. Right. They're not going to be worse than that. Right. Exactly. You know, they're, they're going to – it's going to go up. And, it's oh, by the up. way, they, they went seven and two down the stretch. Exactly. Exactly. And, and they, they play a very similar schedule this year. Yeah, we're not they generating saw. explosives, so we're going to grind it out a little more. You know who else did that? The Chiefs, minus Tyreek Hill. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just a way. I I think it's you know it's a league wide thing that, that that's how teams are forcing their opponents to play with a lot of the two high shells and Absolutely. okay we're just not going to give up anything over the top. Well, that's why you go get a George Pickens to, to kind of take the top off. That's why you you add an Allen Robinson, you know, to go along with Pat Fryermuth to work that middle and, and address that and and keep those safeties active underneath. Mm-hmm. You can't just and, allow them the key on a picket. And to take it a step Pickens. further, I don't think anybody out there would argue that Pat Mahomes was the best quarterback in the league last year. I think Burrow was two, and at worst he was three. Well, those two, to me, took a massive step forward from 2021 to 2022 in one facet of quarterback playing, and that is death by a thousand paper cuts. If you're going to play too high and lean everything towards Tyreek or Jamar or whoever, I'll dump it to the back and pick up six. You know, like a lot of these quarterbacks, especially young ones, they're gunslingers at heart. The testosterone's flowing. I can't just death by a thousand paper cut. Yeah. That was the beauty of Brady. I, I could make this. Story. I could make this throw in college because I, you know, I've they they play yeah. three, they play three defenses. I've seen all three of them already. I'm just going to give my guy a chance here. Well, it doesn't work in the NFL. And I'm the best player on the field. And I'm the first yeah. overall pick, and you know, I've been a superstar since I could crawl. And frankly, I just get impatient because this is boring dumping it down to the backs or a crossing route or a slant. But the best quarterbacks in the league got so much better last year in just taking what the defense gives you. And I really think the league's going to learn from that. Well, in that respect as well, and this is something that, that Matt Canada has referenced uh, you know, every time he's talked, the Chiefs were number one in the league last year in 10-plus play drives. The Steelers yeah. were second. I'd say they're second, yeah. So Pickett, do. Pickett already has that in him. Yeah. To, 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 okay, accept what's the defense is going to give you and, you know, just play that way. Now, Absolutely. the next step for him is then to start hitting some of those tight window passes when you get down in the red zone. And again, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, you added a couple of big body receivers to do that. I think that's really one of the reasons why, you know, when, they, when you look at it, they said, okay, we, we don't need another Anthony Miller here. Right, right, right. We want to go. We want to go the bigger body. Yeah, bigger bodied yeah. receiver that can go go get it. Get, can just box out the cornerback and take the football away from him. So I said a lot of stats there that are scary, that are not nice, you know. But he already started to show it in the second half of the season, and 
I know you and I like pro football focus, but you know, some of their stuff's a little so-so, but their big time throw rate, which is a little bit gray, and their turnover worthy throw rate is also a little gray, but I think they're pretty telling, especially when they're this drastic. So listen, to the, this is what I wrote about it. During the first half of the season, Pickett's big-time throw rate was 27th among quarterbacks, and his turnover-worthy throw rate was 25th. That probably surprises nobody. You know, you're at the bottom of the league in both. Right. There were a lot of interceptions, although some of them weren't his fault, but they don't – pro football focus doesn't blame him for the ones that go off Claypool's hands or, you know, that was not a turnover-worthy play. Conversely, they were he was second and first from week 12 on in turnover worthy plays and big time throw rate. First and second, you know, behind Burrow was the one, you know, like as good as it, as anyone was in the league during the second half of the season. So it's in him and he did it recently. So, it, again, this is why when, when we look at the Steelers within the division. Mm hmm. And people, you know, I think they have the best defense in the division. I think it's debatable, but they would be my pick. Yeah. Um, if they get, again, average to above average quarterback play, they're going to be a good football team. They're going to be a good football team. Yeah. I, I very much believe that. And, and everything with Pickett was trending in that direction. Right. I keep referencing this article, but in rarely in articles do I say the word I or I think or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But in the end, I wrote, I'm very confident that Kenny Pickett is going to take a step forward this year. We'll probably take a step forward majorly in these particular problem areas because that's what he's going to be working on, of course. And the team surrounding him with things to make that easier on him. Now, you know, the player better. And I think he's going to be a successful quarterback in this league. Uh, frankly, when they drafted him, I had my doubts. You know, I'm like, uh, I have some questions. I like him more and more every – the more and more I'm exposed to him, that I think that's an NFL quarterback. To that point, we would have said a lot of the same things two years ago about Mac Jones. Yes. The difference, the difference being the Patriots took everything that Mac Jones had from his rookie year and said, oh – we're, we don't need an offensive coordinator. We're going to get rid of that. We're going to let, you know, sure. Josh McDaniels is gone. So you let the offensive coordinator go. And not only do you let your offensive coordinator go, you don't bring anybody else in to do that. Right. 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 With your second year quarterback who had a pretty good rookie year. Oh, uh, he, had, he had a better rookie year than Kenny Pickett had. Yeah. He definitely Overall did. stats wise. Anyways, that's wise. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when people wonder, people ask, well, why did the Steelers keep Matt Canada? That's why the Steelers kept Matt Canada. Change isn't always good, folks. Especially with a young quarterback. Mm -hmm. I mean, also, by the way, it was the youngest offense in the league, too, yeah. by a wide margin. Don't ask him to go learn something new. Take what you did the year before. Piggyback off of that. Add to it. You heard Pickett talk about it during the OTA sessions in minicamp. He felt like they were so much farther ahead than they were last year at this time. Well, you would hope that he would feel that way, mm -hmm. but everybody on the offense was saying that. Yeah. Because they were all young. People don't look at it from this light too. Well, there's two points there is I'm not saying the other 10 dudes are a bunch of dummies, but Pickett might get it easy, but that doesn't mean all the young guys are going to translate to a new offense overnight when you're the youngest offense in the league. And there's so many examples. Like I, 
I pay a lot of attention to Luke Getze because he was a pit with me and I root for him. You know, like the beginning of the Getze Fields relationship last year with the Bears was awful. You know, like right. the, the quarterback and the coordinator were not on the same page. I hate that quote or that that cliche. But then Luke figured out Justin and Justin figured out what they could do. And they played to his strengths despite not having anything around them and ran the ball through their quarterback. Like Fields wasn't running the ball in the first month of the season. Yeah, it was frustrating. If you had him in right. fantasy, you're like, what's going on here? Right, know, why right. why are they trying to make him a pocket passer? So, so yeah. Everyone just looks at the young quarterback. Oh, he'll start to learn the league. Well, the coordinator starts to learn the quarterback, too. Yeah. What do you like to do? What's your favorite? Yeah, yeah. You know, give me your 10 favorite. They talk, They have this discussion every week. After practice, when they, they go through all their practice plays, and on Saturday, the offensive coordinator sits down with the quarterback or the quarterback coach in the in the quarterback Okay, what are your what are the what are the your ten best plays? Which ones do you feel the most comfortable with? Okay, that, that's going to be your bread and butter. It, your first third and eight, I guarantee you, one of those plays is getting called. I mean, this goes back to Walsh in Montana, and probably before you know Joe and Bill on two, Thursday or Friday had a meeting just the two of them. Belichick and Brady are notorious for it. What do you like? What are your favorites? You know what do you not want to see? What, what, what worries you about this defense? You know I mean? That's what you do. And the more time you spend with each other, the better you understand. Yeah. The more comfortable you get and you get on again, the same page. You, you, coach, you, know, you don't be calling this, but I think we should in this instance, you know, or whatever. Or you, you have the recall on something. Hey, we ran this play three weeks ago when they get, when this team gave us a, a look like this one in game is now giving us. Yeah, we can, we can go do that one this week. We you know we don't have to, we didn't we didn't rep it this week, but we repped it three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we or can use it along here. Along those lines, three weeks ago against the Bengals, they had this corner blitz that they we'd never seen on tape. Didn't practice for it all. It got home twice, and we didn't pick it up very well. Well, now the Bills are running it three weeks later. Remember what we did to adjust? Oh yeah, here we go. We'll switch the back over, and he's in yeah. charge of the corner. You know, this whatever is, it is. This instead of this hot, this guy's my hot on that. On that, right, right, right. Things right. like that. We were looking at the wrong side of the field. They, you know, the other coaches get you know paid too. You know. Yeah. So it's all very interesting. Um, you know, we'll see. That's why it's they play. Exciting the- though. I mean, it, I mean, it is exciting. It's it's it like I, I feel like I did in 2004 when when Ben Roethlisberger when you started to see okay this this guy's pretty good um like it won't break my heart if Kenny turns into Ben year after year, <laughs> year and we don't have these conversations I don't have that expectation but <laughs> you know yeah. oh he's going to play like a hall of famer hum, boring but it's exciting you know like boy I hope the young kid takes the next step or you know my son just got his driver's license good he isn't wrecked yet you know i mean at least I, you know. <laughs> Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more. It's fantasy football time, Matt. Let's do a little fantasy oh, nice. football focus. Uh, we'll do that when we return on The Drive. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 